the perspectives of three leaders on school culture and my reflections afterwards, a podcast. So I learned so much. I always learn so much from talking to all of my coworkers, um, but specifically getting to ask these three leaders uh, questions about culture, I learned a ton. So first, um, from Dr. Stryker, I learned that culture is really formed by getting uh, into the work together and doing the work together. And there are a lot of tools that can be used, um, especially different systems thinking tools that can be used to help kind of um, reveal things about people so that, that they can start to think about themselves within the system. And um, those tools can then be used to kind of start to transform the culture in a school. Um, something that was interesting that came up with the conversation with him was that parents really develop an understanding of a school's culture over time. And um, we, the longer we have with the student, the more that we can help them understand the school culture. Um, and the parents' educational experiences actually, they contribute to their understanding of the school culture. It's kind of uh, helps develop their lens of what they think about school and what their child will experience at school. Um, whether that's, you know, true or not, it is what it is and that's their perspective. And so that we have to take that into consideration of really listening to them and really hearing what they have to say because um, that is valid. Their perspective and their experiences really do shape what they think about the school and um, what their view of the school's culture is. And if we want them to trust us with their children, we really need to um, be there to listen. So we also, um, as leaders, have an opportunity to create shared experiences and give people opportunities to share parts of themselves in low risk ways, which I think is really important um, to build up the trust that needs to happen uh, in order to transform school, school culture and to develop a shared vision because culture is what underpins the vision. Um, and with talking with Dr. Stryker and kind of in my own experience as well, is that um, we've both found that vision statements, though they are important definitely for some people, we've both found that they often uh, have force people to compromise what the full uh, breadth of ideas and feelings are of what the real vision kind of encapsulates. So um, aligning the ideals or the ideas around what we want for students and what we want the school to be uh, gives a greater likelihood of being able to achieve those common ideals. And I think that that's where those tools come into play with uh, using those with teachers and developing that trust in those relationships. Um, and part of that is the hard work of holding each other accountable. Um, it is difficult. It's difficult even in personal relationships, which I thought, you know, 
I think when Dr. Stryker said that that's something that everyone works on in their personal relationships, I thought that that was really true. And those are things that, you know, we can't walk away from, like how we can walk away from things within the school. So I think it's really important to build up the trust within the school as quickly and um, as safely as we can. Um, and that all kind of leads us toward the vision. And so uh, I learned a lot from talking with Dr. Stryker. In talking with Mr. Ewing, I always learn a lot from him, and he always makes me think of things really um, figuratively and metaphorically. And so um, he said that transforming and improving culture is really like planting a seed and watching it grow into a tree which I think is like so true. Um, it needs, there needs to be time. You can't just, you know, do one activity to try to develop trust and to try to change culture and expect that that's going to be enough. It really does have to be something that's sustained um, an effort to build up that trust over time. And something he said going along with that metaphor that I really loved was, you know, the tree grows and over time you pull the weeds. And so um, those things that pop up that are holding the culture back from being productive and being what it really can be, you deal with those, yes, as they come along, but you really have to nurture and grow that tree along the way. And it's not just gonna happen overnight. Um, some of the other things we talked about also that really, uh, stuck with me is the importance of the narrative that goes along with um, working with people and how important it is to be a storyteller. Um, people want to feel connected and they find meaning in different ways. And so when you tell a story and when you include those narratives in your work with people, they take meaning from that in different ways. And that's so important for people. Um, so to build really important stories into the work that you're doing with people develops, helps develop the culture and helps people feel connected, not only to each other, but also to you as a leader. And one of the last things that we talked about, I think it was one of the last things we talked about was, um, when you come across difficulties as a leader and you're struggling through transforming culture and he, like he said he was having the hardest year of his educating life um he came out the other end and that gave him confidence and he realized that he could stand on his own two feet and i think that that's something that i need to remember um because i think you know, it's scary when you are the person that's solely responsible for a school, um, but to know that you're going to come out the other side and you're going to be smarter and more um, informed and more prepared. And hopefully through that work and through that vulnerability that's developed, the culture has improved as well. Um, those are the, the lessons that you need to take away from those difficult times. And 
And finally, uh, I learned so much from Dr. Greenstein talking to her because she has um, the experience, not necessarily of working at different levels like Dr. Stryker, Mr. Ewing, but um, of being in different districts. And I think that that's really important to that perspective. Um, just because our district is so unique and that it is so diverse um, in terms of um, our ethnic makeup is so diverse, but there's also a big diversity among um, our, our socioeconomic uh, uh, um, status of our students is very diverse. And so I think um, her insights are so important. So she uh, really talked and I, um, one of the things I took away from our conversation was about the different types of teachers and who to um, put your focus on. And um, it is really easy to get caught up in talking to the people who are the most negative, but they're, because they're the ones that are, um, you know, when you, when you uh, vent, you're releasing dopamine in your brain and then that rewires your brain to kind of crave more dopamine, therefore kind of craving that negativity and kind of feeding into that. And so it's really important to also look to the positivity um, and look to the people who are the ones that are trying hard and that believe in the system. And so that's a really good thing to remember. Um, also, knowing that the work is uncomfortable, the work to change culture, the work to change anything in order to make um, more progress for our students. And so knowing that that is going to have an implementation dip, as she said, and that that will impact data, but that is an indication that the work is hard, but that the work is happening. And so that's something to remember. Um, and I think uh, there were little tidbits too of just kind of being careful about attaching names to new ideas or initiatives that are coming down the line because people see that as the next big thing instead of something that's like helpful. Um, they see it like as a package instead of seeing it as something that's just um, something that we do because it's impactful. Um, I think kind of the other two, uh, Dr. Stryker and Mr. Ewing also touched on the idea that um, building shared leadership is really important because you're no longer the person that's mandating things. It's really about everyone running with those ideas and then taking those steps forward together. Um, I thought it was interesting that she mentioned um, that culture is something that looks different from the outside. And then when you're in it, it uh, may reveal itself to be something completely different. And I think that's really important, especially as a new leader that might be going into a different building or, you know, pursuing a different area is to think about, you know, how, what kind of things, what kind of questions do I ask to kind of get to the heart of culture and to get people to reveal things about the culture without revealing, really revealing things. What, how do I read between the lines um, with those questions? And then um, finally thinking about how to ignite passion in people and get the momentum started. Um, I think igniting the passion in people is really important 
everyone came into education because they did want to, they love kids and they want to help people. And so reminding them of that, reminding them of their why and doing it in a way that is um, meeting them where they are and responsive to their needs is really important to get things started and to also build that trust with them. And that was something that Dr. Greenstein mentioned. So I don't really have any more questions for these specific leaders. Um, I think when I become a building principal, I will definitely, um, I would definitely reach out to these people as well as other um, resources that I have just to try to get an understanding of the, the culture of the building that I'm in. Um, I think it would be really important, and I mentioned this in the um, before that when I am a leader to ask specific questions of not only the staff, but also just as I'm speaking with parents, as I'm talking with kids, um, to reveal ideas about different topics that are going on in the school so that I can more fully understand what the culture of the school actually is. I think I would struggle with if uh, with a situation in which my ideals of putting students first and really trying to do everything within my power to help them. Um, if that wasn't the overarching culture of the school. Um, and I think, uh, I think when I was talking to Mr. Ewing, he said it really well when he said, you just have to put pictures of them up everywhere. <laughs> the reason I think that's so important, um, kind of going back to that, and I don't know if I stated that when I said that's something I learned, but you have to remind people of why they're there. And so I think maybe um, not necessarily questions that I would have, but that would be something that I would have to kind of question myself on is like, am I constantly reminding people of why they're here. And if I'm, you know, not, I need to be asking myself that all the time um, to make sure that I'm kind of bringing that back to the forefront. But in terms of asking these three particular individuals, um, I don't really have any more questions for them. I'm sure I will when I become a leader in a building. I chose the three <clears throat> individuals that I chose because um, first and foremost, I work with them in my district. And so it was easy to kind of um, access them and they were willing to meet with me because they knew me and it was um, easier, especially during the summer when a time when most people are unavailable to get in touch with them and to have some very serious conversations with them relatively easily. And then um, also because I knew them pr uh, prior to the conversations, I was able to ask more probing questions if I needed to and not feel like I couldn't ask those questions because um, we weren't familiar with one another. So for Dr. Stryker, he's actually the principal I currently work with. And um, when I was first getting my principal certification, he actually was about to leave a principalship at the middle school in our district, and I had heard a lot of good things about him. And um, for that program that I was in, I interviewed him 
after the interview um, and knowing that he was going to be leaving that position, I was very upset because I felt strongly that he, um, just by his answers and his demeanor and the things that he said, I thought that Rittner School District was really losing um, a huge asset. And so um, I was really happy to find out that he was actually just wanting to step down from the head principal role and take an assistant principal role at an elementary school. Um, it was really great because we were able to develop relationship as uh, assistant principals together and um, learn. Uh, I got to learn so much from him just working alongside him as an assistant principal. And then our district did a reshuffling um, a couple years ago and decided to place the two of us together with him as the head principal at another elementary school in the district. And so one of the reasons that I selected him was just because he really has a wealth of experiences. He also has one year at a high school. And so he has a wealth of experiences at different schools in different um, circumstances. And um, he's kind of, I feel like he's really kind of a master of culture. I chose to interview Bilal Ewing. Um, he's also uh, an assistant principal in our district, soon to be a principal. And um, I really respect and admire Bilal in so many ways. And um, he also has experience at the middle and high school. And um, recently in that same shuffle of administrators uh, went down to the elementary level. He actually took the spot that I used to have at um, the elementary school I used to be at as an assistant principal. And um, he is uh, just forms relationships that are very lasting. He gets people to think in, you know, really symbolic and big ways. And um, because he forms such great relationships and asks the right questions and is just has his demeanor is open. Um, he gets people to really think about things very deeply. And so I really wanted to talk to him a lot about um, the relationships he forms and how that impacts uh, culture and the experiences, experiences he's had at the different levels. And then finally, I wanted to interview um, Dr. Greenstein. Um, she has a lot of experience in different districts and um, she's been in our district, I would say probably for the last five years maybe, uh, maybe longer than that. And um, she works at a school that continues to kind of struggle with culture. And so I um, really wanted to get to, you know, what are some of the things that she's done? And she always tries to find, see, uh, to find ways to improve culture. And so she has a very strong lens of um, equity and um, a focus on trauma and social, emotional and behavioral kind of supports. And so I wanted to kind of um, touch base and ask her those uh, questions regarding culture kind of more from that lens. Um, not that the other two don't have those experiences or lenses, but that is definitely something that she's known for in our district. So these are really the reasons that I wanted to select these particular individuals to interview um, regarding school culture. So all three of the people that I interviewed are educational leaders um, in their own right and have many uh, varied uh, talents and strengths for sure. 
Um, each of them, though, does have kind of things about them related to school culture that I thought would be really interesting um, to learn more about. And even though I've worked with Dr. Stryker for the last two years, I, you know, you kind of get in the day to day of what you do together. And even though we've had lots of conversations um, to ask him these questions and to um, have kind of ongoing discussions about culture is really important. So for him, I really think he's an educational leader because he's really like a master of culture. I feel like he develops really strong relationships with people and then um, also sees the culture of the building kind of as a whole. He's really great at um, being visionary when it comes to culture and helping develop that idea of where we want to go. And then he's really great at kind of building that grassroots um, idea of like trust and relationship building and using humor and um, just being a really authentic person with the staff. And so um, he recognizes them in both formal and informal ways every single day. But when it comes down to it, you know, um, he always keeps the students at the center. And um, I think that not only are we lucky that our staff does that, just, you know, that's always been their focus, but also I think he has a way of getting people to kind of come back to that in their ideals. So he's really a culture master. And that's one, uh, that's really the thing that I wanted to talk to him about in terms of his educational leadership. For Mr. Ewing, <clears throat> I think he's an educational leader because he really is an incredible, incredible visionary. Um, he sees things in different ways for sure than I do. And he always does it with very much an equity lens. Um, he's able to look at things and then also kind of um, dig deeper and look bigger than a lot of people. And so I think uh, I really wanted to talk to him, one, because of that reason, but he's also getting ready to move into a principal role. And so I thought um, it would be really good for both of us and for him to kind of solidify some of those ideas around culture that he has and kind of moving into this strange time of kind of becoming a new building leader during a pandemic and what that means for the culture of a building, not only with staff, but also with students and thinking about how that looks in terms of vision as well. And then finally, I think that um, Dr. Greenstein is an educational leader because her trauma-informed lens is so strong and it kind of comes through in really everything that she does. And her compassion and care is really obvious, even in her conversations with adults. And when I've seen her interact with kids before, it's very evident there as well. Um, she's had a lot of experience in more affluent districts. Um, and so I think I wanted to kind of get her input in terms of you know culture and how um, not only uh, maybe different socioeconomic statuses um, affect the culture of different buildings, but I also think just about what are different things that she's done before in different um, areas or different districts that have impacted culture and how is that different from district to district because I've been with Rittner 
Um, almost all of my educational career, I was just in Clayton for one year as an intern. And I think that it's really important to kind of catch a view of what is going on in other districts and kind of just maintaining that um, just for future. But also I feel like you can learn so much just from seeing what's happening outside of your own little bubble. And so all three of them are very different, but also have a lot of shared experiences that um, create these educational leaders and ones that I, they're people that I look up to. So at this time, I don't really think that there's anybody else that I would want to talk to. I'm still in the role of being an assistant principal for the upcoming school year. Um, I think that there's really never is an end to the people I'd like to talk uh, to about and with about culture. I feel like it's really a pivotal factor in so many ways for schools to be effective and probably one of the most challenging aspects for school leaders in terms of transforming culture to make it um, positive. I do think um, there's a certain if, if possible when I do become a principal in a building I would want to talk to um, assistant superintendents and superintendents to try to or whoever that is, my leaders, to try to gain an understanding of, you know, they have a, a different insight into the culture of buildings than I would have coming in and that the teachers would have coming in. And so I think talking to them would be really helpful in that type of situation. Um, at this time, I think the school culture is going to change so rapidly and so I think for me the people that I want to still talk to are really our teachers to see how this summer has been on them and to see where their heads are at and I really um, again more people that I would like to talk to I guess in terms of not necessarily like directly about culture but just to kind of gauge where everyone's at as I'm anxious to talk to the parents and the students to see how they're doing um, because I just know we have a, a journey ahead of us and trying to help support them we got to meet them where they are and so I really would like to talk to them to see um, how they're feeling because I think that's going to shape our culture in the future.